Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. Subculture. And overall, overall badass. Bad welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio. With your hosts, your hosts Dave, Dave and Sean. Sean. tickets for orbit culture yet yeah metalheads orbit culture that's all i'm gonna say and if you're a real metalhead you already know who they are uh hey how are you um how are your holidays progressing ready for new year's did you buy your child safe poppers and grocery store prosecco you're on your way did you make your dj song list for the day the night of new year's eve is there any metal involved in your playlist it can happen well I hope you all have the Christopher Lee you know the actor classic Christopher Lee's A Heavy Metal Christmas now it's not that new but it's out there if you want it you can find A Heavy Metal Christmas by Christopher Lee yes Dracula and Count Dooku play some mean metal and yes, Christopher Lee is indeed a metal fan, if you can believe it or not. Apparently, his fandom goes back to the 70s, which makes it kind of real. Uh, and I say kind of real, because, let's face it, you don't tune into Christopher Lee for heavy metal. But Lee became a fan of metal in the early 70s. I'm reading this article right now. When he first heard Black Sabbath, whose guitarist Tony Iommi reciprocated the respect the actor had for his band and the genre it spawned. In a 2013 promotional video for one of Lee's own albums, he told Iommi, You are the father of metal. To which the guitarist replied, But you're the one that started it, really, because we used to go watch Dracula and the horror films you did, and that's what influenced us. Which is very true. Ozzy will talk about that in all the movie. Uh, well, 
among many movies, but Black Sabbath. So, yeah. Interesting. I happened upon the Christmas album. But if you dig uh, <laughs> your classical actors doing metal... Um, let's see. Yes. Okay, back in 2010, he put out a non-Christmas metal album. Okay, 2010. It was entitled Charlemagne by the Sword and Cross. I have not listened to this. Tis not the season. Right now I'm listening to Christmas metal. <laughs> An orbit culture, if that makes any sense. Anyway, I wish you would check out <laughs> this uh, Christmas album by Christopher Lee. So I'm not the only one listening to it. I did uh, contaminate several people's inboxes with it. Christopher Lee doing heavy metal. Okay. Well, you got to be careful what you wish for, Indeed. I've been wanting Pirate Jesus to come in and talk comics, movies, and music. Um, alas, he is here. He is here. As clear as my nasal dysfunction is, he, Pirate Jesus is here. Uh, he's of Instagram fame. Um, very knowledgeable on all things Kettle Whistle Radio. <laughs> and uh, a listener for some time, and he has also contributed in many ways that you don't know. But yeah, he'll be here. He's actually outside in the hallway right now. Um, hanging out. But, of, of course, all good things come with a price. Those familiar with our listener, Buffalo Chip, um, he does his Christmas list and wish list for Kanye every year. Uh, Buffalo Chip will not be sharing his wish list for Kanye this year. For instead, the dummy showed up. He'll be joining us in the studio, too. Now, you also will be hearing music from Barcelona tonight. Barcelona's answer to Motorhead, Mean Machine. These three guys are definitely interesting. Um, I hope to have them on. I believe at least one of them can speak English, if not all of them. Don't be offender. Don't be offender. Don't be offender. Don't be offender, Benda. Don't be offended, Barcelona's answer to Motorhead. Guys, I'd love to have you on. Mean Machine rocks. And I got to tell you, we got some Christmas music coming right away, too. And towards the end as well, from uh, Lazy Ash Bandits, who happened to sound beautiful. Hope you dig it. We'll tell you where to get it. Uh, also, we'll have a holiday greeting from JD Talking Sports. Excellent podcast. If you need your sports fix fast, five minutes of everything you need that day. And I, I don't know how many episodes he's got. I think he's up in the thousands. I have no idea. But cool dude. That's our buddy JD talking sports. And fashion trashin'. Erica will be wishing us a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. Because they are upon us. By the time you're listening to this, Christmas is, is gone. Hanukkah, gone! We just have New Year's. And, oh, well, you know what? There's also the um, Greek Orthodox Christmas, which starts in January or something like that. So, yeah, you can still celebrate. You can celebrate whatever the hell you want. But I thank you for listening, and uh, we're gonna, we'll are gonna dig right into the um, Lazy Ash, A-S-H, Lazy Ash Bandits. And um, more from them. You could probably look them up, but you could definitely find them on, let's see here. Until further notice, you get them on YouTube at Lazy Ash Bandits. And also... 
one word paint can records.com soundcloud um you're gonna get to know them because i'm gonna have them in studio at some point so if you enjoy their christmas music we'll see what else we can get them to play for you all right and i am sorry about my nasal behavior here I, this is like uh, my third or fourth show sounding like this this thing is not going away are you de- are you guys dealing with this too are you the only one dealing with this are you the only one listening to me Listen, uh, it's a pain in the ass, and I'm, I'm on uh, antibiotics again. This is the second time since October. I don't know what's going on with this thing. I hate it. All right, but enjoy, and I'll talk to you soon. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. I 
Feeling good, feeling comfy. All right, that's a good thing, and uh, that means you must be part of Kettle Whistle Radio. Folks, friends, and fiends, it is the holiday season. And, um, well, among other people, we're going to have several guests tonight, but one that you will care about is sitting here with me right now. I've been trying to get Pirate Jesus to do the show for a long time now. Pirate Jesus has Instagram fame, so you should go to Pirate Jesus. Is that What is your Instagram call letter there? What is it? Uh, yeah, it's just uh, Pirate Jesus on the IG. You have to explain to me, because, uh, first of all, your Instagram is hysterical. Thank you. Yeah. Where did that begin? Is this something that came from high school and developed into... Um, actually, whenever I was uh, about nine years old, my brother shot me in the eye um, with, a, with a pellet gun. like a, It was like a pump BB gun, uh, some Red Rider action. Shot me in the eye and lodged a BB that was directly behind my eye. I had to have surgery and everything, but it knocked out sight in my eye for about uh, eight or nine months. So and this so, was not a joyous occasion. No, no, no. I uh, had to rock an eye patch, and uh, my my dad just tried to make light of it, and was like, "Oh, you're like a pirate," and you know, I was growing my hair out, so I kind of looked like <laughs> a, a young Jesus, if you will, um, before disappearing for 33 years. So I, I just became pirate Jesus, and now I have tattoos that are Wait, how uh, old praying hook hands. When you got shot in the eye, how old were you? I was nine years old. Nine. So is that yes. third grade? Um. Yeah, yeah. It's, I wore an eye patch in third grade. <laughs> the only reason I, I was able to answer that as quickly as I did, even though there was a hesitation, but that's just because I'm dumb. Um, but the they're nine years old in South Park, and they're third graders. I, that's the easiest way I can figure that out. That I'm only laughing because I absolutely had to wear an eye patch uh, for corrected vision in third grade. Really? And my mother, God bless her, um, hippie generation. And mom, I know you listen to this. She listens to this. Um, <laughs> bought me eye patches. Um, now, in order to not get beat up, she made sure to get me smiley faces. So a smiley face sticker that went on top of my glasses on the lens. I feel like that was an eye patch in uh, Kill Bill. <sighs> yeah, but this was this was a happy face. Okay, that does not keep you from getting beat up. It does get you in a lot of fights. And I didn't get beat up a lot. What year was this? I actually learned how to fight because of that. Um, Third grade, the beginning of everything uh, bad and bullies and all that fun. I had to wear an eye patch. There could have been like denim ones back then. You could put the denim ones backwards and it would have been like crisscross. Could have been anything. A Star Wars one would have been better than a smiley face (laughs) intimidating me. But anyway... That so yeah all right so we have that in common pirate Jesus so now we know you got shot in the eye yep that's how it starts and Instagram how do they find you on Instagram and tell them why they should because I think it's hysterical um, if you if you intend on finding me on there it should be for like reasons as to why I post on there and it's pure boredom <laughs> but yeah go to pirate Jesus on Instagram it is fun I I get very entertained by it now what we have in common here other than music we talk comic books indeed. And I, uh, I want to say you got me back into it. Uh, I've always, I never really left it, but I wasn't really getting into it until it, it does take somebody. Unfortunately, if you surround yourself with people like-minded people, you fall right into it again. Um, and like right now, I, I I went into well, Void Rivals. I've talked about that's the Kirkman mm-hmm. project. Yeah, I'm super excited about that one because uh, Robert Kirkman, right? Yeah, Robert Kirkman. Yes, and uh, I should note I watched I started watching Invincible on Prime. Heard good things. Yeah, it's but it's almost like um, the boys done yeah. cartoon style. Like Kirkman had this in his head the whole time the boys was rolling, or vice versa. Which it seems like every comic yeah. book company is always in direct competition. Like it's a whole Marvel DC type thing. They all have the yeah. same characters. They all have the same ideas. Just try and beat them to the punch or play off each other. Exactly. 
Yeah, and I like, but and what's cool about uh, again, if you like different kinds of comic books, because I'm into like horror and uh, I, I like independent comics. Um, I do like Guardians of the Galaxy, pretty darn good, and Battle Chasers is back, which is lovely mix of Star Wars meets D and D, and that's a, that's the one that ended in 2000 ish. And they brought it back 20 years later, and they're up to issue 13 or 14, I think. It's worth getting back And that's into. Image Comics, right? Image so Comics, So we're looking at yeah. the, the same wheelhouse that pumps out, like, um, Spawn? Spawn, okay. exactly. Yes. And uh, But now, all right, so, Pirate Jesus. Uh, we're into horror, we're into comics, uh, we're into music. Now, but comic books, you're on a different wavelength than me. You, yeah, no, you go I, deep uh, somewhere else. The the best way I can describe our relationship with comic books is we recommend things to each other constantly, and we just it's our personal goal to never actually look into these things individually. <laughs> <laughs> You've given me so many titles, I have such a backlog now. But uh, I've been really hyping up uh, Tom King. Um, one thing that I learned um, quickly growing up, I feel like that was my transition into adulthood. Actually, was no longer follow the subject. Don't buy the subjects you want to read about. Buy for the person that wrote it. So you find a lot of new subjects that way, but if you find a writer, stick with that writer. And uh, Tom yes. King has just been absolutely blowing my mind. I want you to go on with Tom King, but just as a for instance, what you just said, Kyle Starks. Okay. He does uh, Peacemaker, yes. which is fantastic and hilarious, yes. and it is John Cena in that comic book. Right, they which I would never have been into that, but like, if you're into that writer, like it, you trust oh, this person. Yeah. Kyle Starks, but I didn't know this, but here... Um, at the same time, Kyle Starks, one I was just looking at, uh, I was collecting these at the same time. This is how you know you know, you like a writer. You have two different subjects by the same guy, but you didn't know it. Yeah. Um, right here. Yeah, hey, you, you fall into read, it. Yeah, that's a four-issue limited series by Kyle oh, Starks. Wow. And if you want to read that. Yeah, uh, Where Monsters Lie. Yeah, I've been talking about that one. It is uh, basically opposing serial killers battling it out. So, you know, uh, did you ever watch Venture Brothers? Uh, no, I have not. That's the, why the you're here. The font on here looks like the font that they use for Venture Brothers. It's very um, like Johnny Quest. I know what you mean. Yes, yeah. like yeah. old timey monster, like the the pulp pulpy monster yep. films. And if you were old like me, Kamiko or Comico back in the day that did do Johnny Quest and Robotech and all those sort of anime Americanized. God, I love back Johnny in, Quest. Johnny Quest was a great cartoon. And I love it because they killed the villains violently. Yeah. Well, there was a really cool uh, violent band called Race Bannon. After, yeah, after really? the bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed so that. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. And what, the dog was Bandit, right? Correct. Yeah. And Hod. Was it Haji? Haji. Haji, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny Quest. But go ahead. You were talking about... Uh, Tom King was the, was the writer I was, I was gushing about. Um, you might be familiar with Tom King's work and not realize it. Uh, if, you, uh, if you're into the MCU and you watched the show WandaVision... Um, that's based You've off been of. Trying, everybody's been trying to get me to watch that. No, see, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Like, I do not s the d of that Marvel Cinematic Universe at all. Like, okay. I don't hop on that train. I think they're they're turning this into a monster where people feel like, oh, uh, I have to love these types of shows, and I can't like any other movie if there's not superpowers. Like, you, there's no such good as good. There's no such thing as good cinema anymore unless it follows their formula, and it's too formulaic. It's they're just. Uh, they're oversaturating the market. But anyways, that's a different tangent. It has happened. You um, are correct. But the, the Vision storyline. Everybody tells me that is like their favorite new thing is WandaVision. And I missed out. I, I tried getting through the first episode and I couldn't. But I'm going to try Read again. Read the comic book instead. That's Tom King. He's the uh, one that wrote that whole storyline. And um, there's Mr. Marvel, 
or not Mr. Marvel, uh, Mr. Miracle. That's what it is. Uh, Mr. Miracle is one of the coolest stories I ever read, but his Tom King's newest one um, outside of those is uh, The Human Target, which is an older character. That's the one you were telling me yeah, about. So, yeah, so um, Tom King revives a lot of old characters. He mostly sticks within the DC universe, but he picks characters that like nobody gives a suck about. And then he just fleshes them out and literally fleshes them out. Like he gives them real emotions. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, so one of them, you might remember the uh, the Crisis storyline that went that ripped through DC for decades. Of course. So he did his own Crisis comic, and it was Heroes in Crisis. I was confused by that. Yeah. I have the first issue. Yep. It. So it's uh, it's part of that whole storyline, but he's he's more of a standalone um, mm. within that storyline. So Heroes in Crisis is. Uh, you know, all these superheroes and supervillains, they have deep-rooted psychological problems from the crap they have to do and put up with. You know, yes. all that collateral damage, that really messes with them, that stays with like them. Like losing family members when yep. villains find out who they really are. Yeah, so Doesn't sound like a real problem, folks, but think about it. <laughs> yeah, so what Superman does, and Superman is my least favorite character of all time. But the hardest one to write and, and I, make interesting. And that's where I think Tom King is, is a, a cut above. And so mm. in Heroes in Crisis, whenever Superman's parents die, uh, he takes the farmhouse and he turns it into a safe place for heroes, villains, anybody to, to go. And they, it's basically uh, the talking head room where they, they sit down and they just gush about their problems and get it all out. Um, but like he does... Yeah big stuff with uh like blue beetle and uh like booster gold and the human target was the newest one it's a really cool uh noir comic book yeah um both parts came out i think that last year the first part came out but um this year part two came out and it's so good highly recommend i you said blue beetle i went on a tangent about that several times because ted cord was my guy in the 80s and uh from what i understand ted cord bit it um, mm -hmm. But he didn't buy it during the Blue Beetles series I collected. He must have died in something else. It wasn't Crisis they they killed him off, right? Because now they have the Hispanic kid is the new Blue Beetle, right? Which I didn't even know that person existed. Because Tom King he uses like old iterations okay. of, of these people, which is really cool. Um, in Heroes in Crisis, though, he will go through like every version of Robin, oh. and they each cry about like whatever the shtick is for that Robin, wow. including the one from uh, the Dark Knight. Holy smokes. So, which was a girl, if you don't Yeah, mean, yeah. I remember. And, yeah, yeah, I have this series. And they, have they, them, yeah, yeah. they wrote her out of canon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is... Uh. Yeah, so she complains about being written out of canon in that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> really? Yeah. So they break the fourth wall. Uh, some, some people do. Some, it's mostly like tongue in cheek. Okay. Well, that brings me to Spider-Boy. Not to be confused with Into the Spider-Verse and all that, but this Bailey kid. Uh, yeah. Spider Boy. Um, I, I showed you the first issue. Issue number yeah. two comes out next week. I suggest issue number one went through a, a second printing already. 
Um, I'm not going to say, I, I've talked about it on here. It's not the greatest comic, but it's the greatest idea for a character. Spider-Boy, they introduce him as somebody that we should all know already, but we're forgetting he exists because he's being erased from existence. That's right. Do you remember you told me about that? By Yeah, he was hit by a magical knife by some crazy supervillain chick. Which is like the most badass way to be introduced. It's yeah. just like, oh, you just forgot about me. And Spider-Man, it's his sidekick. And Spider-Boy is like, I've been your sidekick all this yeah. time. Uh, for six years, I've been your sidekick, or it might have been for three years. I forget because he's a kid. But it beats those like clunky, pedantic conversations yeah. that just wouldn't happen naturally. Where somebody like having a conversation with somebody they know very well is like, "Oh yeah, you remember that time?" and goes into this big long story. Like, no, people don't talk like that, right? <laughs> exactly. And and Spider Boy too. He has the worst villains. They uh, Spider Man's like, you only take on rated rated D villains, not even C or B. Like you get all the D, low rent people, terrible low rent. You know, like yeah. I just like the banana splits of villains, hysterical things. I mean, it just like the villains are very funny, but he gets involved in some crazy stuff too. But the storyline's really cool. I just like the idea that Spider Man can't is forgetting who he is, and we don't know who he is, and we're supposed to have already known him, and now they're introducing him. Brilliant way. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Character. So that's Spider Boy. That's kind of what I'm into too. But uh, what else you got? Anything in the comic book world? Um, comic book world. I'm I'm not so uh, heavily involved with anything outside of Tom King at the moment. Um, I can't seem to to quit him, if you will. Okay. Um, you know, X Men is always a huge thing I, I'm looking into, but yeah, they're they can be really hit or miss right now. There's too many people I think trying to write at once, and ah. it's always been like such a muddied storyline. So I went yes. back and did uh, Age of Apocalypse. There was a new reading order that I tried out for it. Oh, Super wow. cool. Um, and they they're trying something a little gimmicky right now. They uh, it's Nightcrawler is the new Spider-Man in yeah. that universe, which uh, like it got me to to pick it up and check out the artwork and everything. But it's it's not yeah. so good. I heard it's not so great. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it was thought through for anything other than visuals. But Nightcrawler, I love Nightcrawler. I yes, I've always loved. It. I have his first miniseries, the four yeah. issues that came out in the eighties. Uh, love that character. Love that character. I love everything about him. But I don't know that he's been done correctly yet. No, I think it's a tough one to do, especially when you're coming from a background with X Men, where they're really trying to, you know, do the inclusion, which is awesome. But when you put that in the hands of so many different individuals, yeah, I think you're, I think you're losing sight of what the purpose is. I agree. I, yeah, totally. You are. You're losing sight. I like that. That's a good way to put it. Um, let's see. Something else we both did not. We're not aware that we probably saw it the same weekend. Uh, <laughs> Godzilla minus one. What does Loved Pirate it. Jesus think of Godzilla oh God. minus one? So I've always been such a huge fan of the of the kaiju, which you know we just had this conversation off mic. Um, so my wife and I went to see this movie. I don't think she really wanted to see this movie, but she knew <laughs> that I did. And we we had just sat down in our seats. We're like the only people in the theater, and I was like, I don't know if you know this, but I'm, I've always been really into kaiju. And she was like, uh, Yeah. When we first started dating, that's like all you talked about. And I was like, oh my God, you still married me? Like, what, what the hell is your problem? <laughs> Happens to the best of them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I'm a lucky man. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, I went with Sean, and, uh, and uh, we're going to discuss that at some point too in depth because in depth, because he's a uh, huge Godzilla fan. We went to, uh, oh, where were we? We were out in uh, Monroeville after the Krampus Fest. Mm. We went uh, literally across the street to the theater afterwards and uh, blown away. Uh, so good. Finally, a Godzilla movie has the, the equilibrium, the parallel between the human characters and the monster characters mm -hmm. and told a perfect story that made perfect sense. 
Like, they weren't overreaching in any shape or form. No, it, it was such a, a good... I, I wouldn't even say it was a total remake of the original, but it was such mm. a good parallel to the original. And I, you know, I, I could be mistaken, but I think that's kind of what the, the play was with the minus one, like a, you know, like a whole... Maybe it's even like a ground zero and it now, yeah. like, step back because this is where it started. You know, they showed um, yeah. exactly how, uh, with, the, with the small village and everything, how there was the, the folklore, and then he came about. Yeah, just super cool. I got really invested in the characters. Yes. The, um, the look of Godzilla, it was like that old school kind of like sock puppety face that was the original like 1954, 1955 Godzilla. Yeah. But it was they updated it enough that the effects didn't look so cheesy, but it didn't <laughs> look it, but it didn't look completely realistic either. Yeah. It was just beautiful homage to the original. Storyline was great. Um I think the effects were just on point. The oh, score yeah. was amazing. Um that the young man that plays the lead role, he, yeah. he's done a lot of voice work for different anime and Has stuff he? like that. Yeah, he's got a big career. Cool story about that dude. I wish I could. I'm not going to bother trying to say his name because I don't want to butcher it and and just you, you know, could try. I mean, I don't know it. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. I refuse. I'm not walking in that trap. Um, but this guy, um, when he was a child, he had this rare disease. And uh, apparently there's something less than 1% people that have this disease survive it. Oh my god. Yeah, so he was like this miracle child and um his his mother basically was just like he's the miracle baby. He's going to be able to do whatever he wants and took him to this random casting call that he wasn't signed up for and they just like cut the rest of the line. They're like this kid is it. Wow. Yeah, and he's just had this massive career in Japan since like and he's phenomenal to them. You get so much emotion out of this guy. I'm no that blows me away. Okay, cuz I didn't know if he was he seemed young. Yeah, he's like, very young. So he's had a lot of work really young. Yeah. Uh, well, it was a lot of voice work, especially, but he's been in some movies and stuff too. Okay. Well, every, all the acting was great. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was in, in subtitles. You know, some of us have to get past that to go see a foreign film. And it's Toho Productions. Um, Godzilla was scary. Uh, scary, good, uh, but scary. Yeah. Like you're actually afraid of him. You see a, um, an adolescent version of him. In the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Whenever he first came on screen, cool. I was just like, you know, spoiler alert, but yeah. when he came on screen, I was like, is this really all the bigger this thing is? I was wondering myself. Yeah, it was more like the dinosaur that you see in uh, the Matthew Broderick version. Kind of. <laughs> a little quick, uh, yeah. but personally kind of dangerously scary. Um, you do definitive answer. Does Godzilla eat people? No. We know the Godzilla does not require humans for nourishment. True. And how do we find that out? Uh, should we tell them? I don't know. I'm, I'm not giving anything else away in this one. Okay. <laughs> but we definitely find out he doesn't eat people. Go see it. Yeah, go see it. Yeah, that should be enough right there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> buy that one whenever it comes out. The uh, the dog fighting sequences were phenomenal. Yes, everything was good. The, and the, the ballast. Th yeah, yeah, I'm just giving everything. stuff away after I That's said no right. spoilers. So good, so good. Yeah, I mean the the violence. They somehow made it very um, '80s Marvel comics with all yeah. the violence, but no blood. They didn't spill any blood. At least I don't remember any blood. You can, and they got away with it with all that destruction and death. Yeah, if you've seen the if you've seen the original movie, yeah, they they do a lot of the same stuff storyline, but now you actually like care about the people. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah. You care about the people running for their lives, and that's what I always wanted to see. I, it was kind of covered. I, I like Cloverfield for that reason because okay. that yeah. was like an American kaiju that didn't exist, mm -hmm. and uh, I I enjoyed what they did with that J.J. Abrams. Yeah, and, they, and there was a whole Cloverfield universe that yeah. expanded on that, and it was mm -hmm. all. Really, I mean, when they brought John Goodman in, yeah, I saw all was, of them. Yeah, yeah, totally different movie, totally different concept, almost, but it was phenomenal. Very cool. Yeah, and there was a TV show too. 
uh, TV show I missed? Um, I think Idris Elba, wasn't it? Ooh, I might have made that up. I might up. have to tune into that then. Yeah, I might I have made that, that up. I have a tendency to just lie. <laughs> if you are a pirate, Jesus. Um, yeah, that's the thing with Godzilla, though. Like, um, I, w- I actually was frightened at times. Good with big screen. I've never seen him on a big screen and hearing his big growl and everything. But the effectiveness of him, and there's just no escape when something that big is chasing you. And this time, just like Cloverfield, what I was trying to say is. Uh, you get to know the people running away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> character and, development is huge, and you do care. <laughs> yeah, character yeah. development is huge. Like if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna stomp somebody out, it doesn't matter if, if you don't know who this person is. Man, there's oh no man. attachment. <laughs> right, right. And they they kind of oh man. And when he uses his weapon, holy shit! This is the first yeah, time. Exciting. It, first time I was wowed. Uh, I'll say some of the Godzilla. I like King uh, King of Monsters. You know, I like when he used his fire, his you know his breathing. Uh, well, dragon breath, if you will. This time around, it is. It's very elaborate fierce. the way that they set it up. Um, oh. Very cool with the build up and the suspense and everything of it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I can really compare that to within the Godzilla universe itself, um, if you haven't seen it, check out also the anime that was on Netflix a few years back. Um, it actually takes place after yeah. Godzilla had destroyed the Earth. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, and there's there's other alien races with like higher technologies that have found the refugees from planet Earth. Um, they gift them their technology, and there's there's new religions and stuff from you know the yeah. dichotomy of these different groups together. Phenomenal, but they find their way back to Earth to try and reclaim it. And uh, Godzilla is still around and still dangerous. Right? Isn't that one told in three parts? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, each one's kind of like a mini movie. Is three good? Because I never got to three. Phenomenal. Uh, yeah. See, I got to get to three. Phenomenal. Damn it. Uh, yeah, we talked bad on that one because we didn't get to part three. We've talked about it before. And Singular Point was just kind of odd. Did you watch Singular Point? No, I haven't. I haven't. It's a very comic book. Very, okay. um, but very unfulfilling. Like they, It's That's so bummer. cool that they do dive into the other monsters and... Uh, Jaguar. What's his name? Jag- Jet Jaguar. Jet Jaguar yeah. was a big part in it. So who was your favorite kaiju? Uh, well, I always... He's up there. It's... I like Smog Monster. Oh, I, love, I, thought, I thought that yeah. was Kong up yeah. there. Kong's, Kong's on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> the Smog Monster's up here somewhere. I think I see Gamera hiding yeah. back there. Gamera's <laughs> yeah, he, my personal favorite. Oh, always a favorite. Yeah. First one I ever saw, I, I saw him before I saw Godzilla, because it just happened to be one of those things. I was a little kid, and it was the 430 well, Gamera is friend to little children. Yeah, right? So I saw, him, <laughs> I saw him first, and then I saw Godzilla after that, and then that, I was blown away, but... But Gamera was first for me. Very yeah. odd. Very odd thing, but it happened. Gamera yeah, is so... really neat. He is filled with turtle meat. <laughs> I forgot. You know, MST, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, MST 3K <laughs> in the house. Uh, well, who's your favorite kaiju? Is it? Um, if we're going Godzilla Universe, because I know Gamera is a different company. Yeah. Gamera overall, but yeah. Godzilla Universe, I'm going Mothra. Oh, interesting. I love okay. Mothra. Which okay. the, um, the It's very spiritual. Right. And the, uh, the Millie Bobby Brown series that they did Brian Cranston was in the first one yeah. with Millie Bobby Brown there's yeah. three of them now and they blended it with the new uh, King Kong movies yes um, they did a really visually beautiful spot with Mothra they that did. was probably like the only saving grace of that series to be honest with you but you're right it was <laughs> the visuals with Mothra yeah. I, I love when it starts shooting its web and yeah and honestly I, like I think what started my love of Mothra was playing the NES game you uh-huh. could choose to play as Mothra oh wow and it was just much easier for me as like a five-year-old kid. <laughs> My destruction was was easier <laughs> whenever I was a flying moth, I guess. <laughs> well, listen, we're gonna take a quick break here because I want to play. We're gonna play a band from Barcelona, a band called Mean Machine. I don't know if you got to check them out, but uh, they um, 
base their lives around beer and Motorhead. And that is what I know about me. Isn't that redundant? Uh, right. Um, Let me just woke up. Exactly. So we'll <laughs> play a couple of tunes by them tonight because it is the holidays. So, you know, that's how it goes around here. Little Me Machine, folks. We'll get right back with Pirate Jesus. Radio. JD talking sports drop the G. Giving his Christmas, holiday, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa rant. Is it really a rant? Or is it me just stating a point? Die Hard Christmas movie. Takes place at a holiday party. Bruce Willis, John McClane kills somebody with a Christmas hat and in blood across his gray sweatshirt. Ro ho ho ho. At the end when they drive away. Don't they say, I'm almost positive that there's a Christmas movie playing at the end of the movie. That's there. How come there's no good Hanukkah? You know, they, we have all these claymation stop action movies out there. How come there's no good Hanukkah ones? Because Hanukkah is not really a holiday. When I think of Hanukkah, I thought the best skit ever was on Saturday Night Live, Harry Hanukkah, where he gave the kids socks and underwear. They said, thank you, Harry Hanukkah. Hey, listen, Christmas is a great holiday. They have great marketing. Hanukkah, you get a gift for eight days, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of cool to be a Jew during this time of year. You go to people's houses. They have really good food. I get my potato lockers with my mom, and then I go over my friend's house. Great spread. You know, maybe there's some fish, some lasagna, some shrimp, all that kind of stuff. It's a great holiday. You know, get some gifts, give some gifts away. You know, and you do. You have the best, best, best animated, animated movies, specials, whatever. There's no Hanukkah stuff. It's not, you know, they've made fun of it on, you know, Friends and stuff like that. And as I said, Harry Hanukkah. But as a whole, 
it's great, you know, because you're not going to get a, you know, I, I remember my aunt one year got a Christmas tree and said, called it a Hanukkah bush. My father goes, are you, are you crazy? Are, are you nuts? I mean, really? I, lo- I love when people say that stuff. There, there is no such thing. You get a menorah, but Christmas, and you can do the whole, deck the whole ass, whole house could be decked out. People go crazy. Neighborhoods, all that stuff. It's fantastic. You know, I love the Mar- Mariah Carey song. Love Actually, great song. Yeah, um, the, the pantheon of Christmas movies. You know, and then we go over Lanker's house. I can watch Elf all day. I can watch Christmas Story all day. I've never watched It's a Wonderful Life. Is that a, is that a Christmas movie? I don't know. I never really watched it. But Elf to me, you know, the all the uh, Santa coming to town. Uh, I'm Mr. Heat Miser. I'm Mr. Cold Miser. I'm Mr. 101. All those, all, I mean, I used to watch those religiously as a kid. Religiously. My aunt loved watching uh, Midnight Mass for Christmas, whatever it's called. She loved that, the pageantry. My father loved that stuff. You know, listen, we all, everybody celebrates everything. You know, you know, you know someone who's celebrating every holiday. I know people celebrating Kwanzaa. Everybody does their thing. It's a great time of year. There's too much food, too many people to see, too many gifts. You know, when you go to see, you go see little kids, it's like you're going to Toys R Us over their house. It's fantastic. It's the best. So is this really a rant or is it just me stating the case that it brings family together? Everybody's happy. Everybody eats too much. Everybody gets fat. Everybody, you know, then, then the holidays, it's bowl season. you got college football up the wazoo. You'll have, you know, then you have the college football playoff. I mean, it's great. And then from there, bam, immediate depression. All holidays over, freezing your ass off here on the East Coast. And then you're like, God damn, when is it going to be summer again? But for these couple of weeks, it's pretty freaking awesome. After that, all bets are off. Thank you, JD of JD Talking Sports. All right. Hope you enjoyed that, folks. You're going to get more of that and hopefully meet them. Uh, that was Mean Machine from Barcelona. Yeah, dig it. Yeah, man. They're definitely, man, they, they hit the mark with thrash metal. That's all I'm going to say. And that makes me very happy at the holidays. Um, so I'm here with Pirate Jesus. And uh, he always brings interesting information to the plate. And you should check out his Instagram if you don't believe me here. But uh, what else you got going on there? Yeah, actually, I was going to uh, I was going to turn it over to this this vagrant that I uh, I found outside. He says he's he's been on the show several times. Something of, screaming something about Kanye West. I I don't know David, but oh, man. honestly, it felt more like a hostage situation than, than anything. So uh, yeah, I was just going to turn it over to this guy, Buffalo Chip. Oh shit, man! You know, yeah, this guy's no stranger oh, wow, to these wow, airwaves. Wow. guys, so um, long time caller, first time uh, invited guest. I guess you could say here. Uh, it's amazing how he shifted right in front of you. Shifty. That's not, that's not the first time I've been called shifty there, David. No, it's fine. You're expecting me to go into this whole Kanye rant. I know what you're expecting out of me over here. But you know what? I'm going to tell you what. I finally got a letter. It wasn't, I got a letter back, but it wasn't fucking addressed to me. It was addressed to some, some broads named uh, Cece and Desist. I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't even bother reading the whole thing. But, uh, I mean, if you want to read the letter, I, I did bring it in. David, if you want to read this for me on air. Uh, sure. What exactly is this letter about? This is my, just, it, I'm sorry, it's, it's a little crumpled up there, David. Just, Ladies and gentlemen, Buffalo Chip. It's a, it's, um, a, it's a return letter from Kanye to uh, these broad CC and Des. Just go ahead and read it out loud. It's real interesting. Yeah. Why is, so this letter is crumpled up. Yeah, it was in my pocket. Okay, so this is a letter from uh, Buffalo Chip to... No, 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 this is from Kanye's people. Oh, Kanye's people, okay. All right, I'm opening the letter. 
The election was zigged. Zigged? Zigged. Rigged. The election was rigged. It was rigged. That's, oh, man. That's, give, David, <laughs> give that back here. And why does, does it say mom? It's because she, every morning she packs my lunch, you know, and she just leaves me those little love notes. She Send left that back a love there. note that says the election was rigged. Yeah, love it's, mom. Yeah, it's, that's my mom for you. It's, <laughs> I mean, she's got a point, though. So I'd, now you bring it up, David, I think I'm going to, I think I need to address the, uh, the Jared Leto in the room here. Oh, boy. So it's Christmas time, right? So. Yeah, it's Christmas time. It's this, and we want to get into the spirit of giving. So I'm going to just leave this this little nugget here with you, David. Okay. And that would be? That would be Kanye West. Oh, no. He's been a gift. And he, why don't why aren't you making eye contact with me here, David? Because I can't right now. David. <laughs> it was so much easier when you would send me information. Yeah, well, you're the only person that played my stuff on air. I've never been in the same room with Buffalo Chip. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's a real gift. That's the real gift. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, if you got some Febreze for this chair over here, that'd be. Uh, oh no. That's that's a do? recommendation. I I sat in it, David. Okay. <laughs> a lot of nice people have sat in that chair. <laughs> okay. So, Buffalo Chip, what do you want for Christmas? Uh, this year, actually, I, I was hoping to get, um, you know, the recognition that Beyonce deserves. Oh, good. Yeah, and just uh, this this Taylor Swift woman is still just... Uh, it, it, you think it's by chance that Beyonce's concert movie has been out after Taylor Swift? No, no, that that's, uh, that's Taylor Swift's people just always taking it from her. David. Always. Yeah, yeah, and it's, you know... We, we talk about Kanye losing his shit here and there, but wouldn't you lose your shit, too, if you had just started a cult and then Jared Leto comes out of nowhere with his long fucking hair, and then we got Pirate Jesus outside, wouldn't even let me in the door. I had to go to the back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I, know. I had to find that window. Uh, he said you were roaming about the house here, so yeah. Yeah. Where, where? What did you do with Pirate Jesus? I don't know. I I think he's out buying more for Breeze. <laughs> so, uh, what do you expect from Kanye these days? Is he going to put more music out or uh, more craziness? Uh, well, I know he was um, selling T-shirts for some known white supremacists. Okay. So, if we're going to expect anything out of him, I think it. Uh, I think it should be an apology. I think. I think I need to do my 180 here. So you're done with him now? Uh, he's been done with me. I don't know who this CC and Desist was, but I'm over it, David. Okay. All right. So you're over it. So who is your... All right. If it's not going to be Kanye... I'm going to give you one guess. It begins with a J and ends with Arid Leto. Oh, God. J-Lo's in trouble, huh? J-Lo? Jared Leto. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. No, that's a good obsession. Uh, he's he he's had a comic for years, I think. Uh, and Jared's he's an interesting dude, but does that mean you hate Thirty Seconds to Mars? Uh, well, I, I'm going to admit to you, David. I don't understand this whole uh, this whole <laughs> space trip that he's been going on. But I, I've seen a couple of his music videos, and uh, one of them was a little lengthy. Uh, it was something about Gucci. It's about three hours long. Oh my God! Really? 
Yeah, yeah. It's full credits and everything. Oh. <laughs> okay. So what do you want for Christmas? I want to get the fuck out of here, David. All right. Well, get, go get Pirate Jesus. All right. All place. right. <laughs> Christ. All right. We'll be right back, folks. <laughs> Mysterious puzzle. 
fitting together with horrific parallels to his predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Whoa, thank goodness we're back from last minute Christmas shopping. It is wilder than 20 acres of fake snakes out there. No kidding, Cinnamon. But all sing-songy and rhyming aside, I'm just glad we were able to find any gifts at all. I mean, there was hardly anything left out there. Speaking of which, since we're here, do you want to exchange gifts now? Sure thing, Dee. Let's see. Here. Oh, yeah. Open this one here. Thanks. Hey, this one's for you. Thank you, Dee. Ooh, I can't wait to see what the heck. Oh, yeah. So I got that sweater from the new discount warehouse, Highly Irregular. Well, I must say, it's highly irregular to find a sweater that has five sleeves. That's why it's called fashion, duh. It's edgy. Here, open yours, Dee. Oh, cinnamon. You shouldn't have. Well, I'm sorry, Dee, but it was between that and the press-on tail nails, and I just thought, cinnamon. I love it. It's a mini shrimp blimp. It's a tiny blimp that's a shrimp. Is it just me, or does it smell shrimpy, too? Let's air him up. Look at him go. Fly high, little buddy. Oh no, Mr. Crinkle Fry! Stop! Mr. Crinkle Fry, stop it! Well, so much for that. We here at Fashion Trash and in Boku Askew TV wish all of you out there the happiest of holidays and a splendid new year. Sorry about that, D. It's cool. Pass me one of those sleeves and we'll call it even. Happy, Happy holidays! holidays. folks and that was mean machine and uh what better way to say goodnight to buffalo chip my stalker yeah I'm the so show sorry. stalker i am so sorry that's all right pirate jesus is back um oddly enough the door didn't open or close yeah, either the, way our voices are oddly similar oddly similar yeah and then buffalo uh, chip seems to forget his accent every single time he's been on the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> speaking of sad we lost a few people uh we should acknowledge acdc's original drummer uh Collins, I believe it was. Um, How many surviving members of this band do we have? It's it's not pretty, I don't think. But oh no, is uh, Colin Burgess, Australian drummer for right. ACDC, the original member. Um, he's gone. Uh, we lost, uh, yeah, we lost Jordy Walker from Killing Joke not too long ago. That's a big one because I was hoping to see them again one more time. And you told me he was also briefly in KMFDM, correct? He was a yeah, pig face. Damage Manual. He was involved with all those groups, one way, in one shape or form or another. Worked with Bob Barker a lot. Bob Barker. Yeah, it's my mind. Did is I going, say Bob Barker? Yeah, my mind's going like, way too many directions right now. Bob Barker like the is, is wrong, uh, the Price bitch. Is Right. <laughs> Paul Barker of yeah, Ministry that's Fame. It. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Buffalo Chip. Buffalo Chip really fucked me up, man. Yeah, he does <laughs> he really that. Did. Try try living with him in your head. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> He does get inside my head. Yeah, and that, that was, besides the letter, that was all off the cuff. So Indeed. It wasn't Indeed. exactly well thought out. Uh, all right. So uh, music. 
What are you listening to right now? You got anything that's going to impress me? Because Orbit Culture has been my dive deep into metal. Um, okay, uh, yeah. Actually, um, recently went to see them, and I, I feel badly because um, I just didn't have my finger on the pulse of the newest release, but they've been doing that. They throw them under the radar without like announcements or build-ups. A band called 68. 68, that's it. Yeah. Um, the uh, the singer-songwriter for that group, so this group actually just consists of two people, um, and the singer-songwriter for the group, um, he usually plays bass. Sometimes he, he does a guitar instead, uses a crap ton of pedals, plays with loops a lot. Um, it's just he and his drummer, but um, this guy, um, Josh Scoggin, Skogan, I've heard it pronounced both different ways. Yeah, me um, too. I, I'm familiar with that name. Yeah, so if you're familiar with, uh, with the group The Chariot, um, he was uh, the front man for The Chariot, which was a phenomenal group. Can't recommend them enough. Mm. Um, prior to that, he was in. Um, he was a founding member of uh, Norma Jean. Sure. I and, remember them, yeah. Yeah, so he was just on the first album, and then they kind of booted him, and you, you notice a clear difference in, song, in songwriting from that point huh. on. So wow. that's when he founded The Chariot. But even before that, he was actually in another group, another heavy group called Ludacris. Um, and then they were forced to Not change to their name. Confused. Yeah, okay. exactly. And they were forced to change their name. But a phenomenal songwriter. Um, if you have the time, check out the group 68. So 68. I saw them recently. Yeah, they opened up for uh, for a band called Thrice, if you're familiar. Sure, I remember Thrice. Yeah. So we're talking heavy. This can be heavy. heavy yeah, stuff. well, they're way heavier than Thrice, that's for okay. sure. Thrice is kind of all across the board these days. They've gotten softer, but still good. The songwriting's still there. But 68 is just, it's a jam. If you And it's... Unique stuff. Like if you want to bang your head and just you know hear some unique takes on some okay. heavy music, yeah, definitely. That's why I like Orbit Culture, and they're coming here. They're going to be at the Roxy and on February first. That's a cool venue. That's actually where it I just saw sixty eight cool. recently. Just don't go there to drink, man, because the drinks are expensive. More expensive. I think that's any venue anymore. Lately, yeah, it turned into that. I remember the Rex when it was like what six to eight bucks well, for a beer. And you and I went to uh, yeah. the Allison Chains show that outdoors right. one with uh, with Bush, and yeah. I, I had to actually sell my car to be able to pay my tab. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> don't say a that. Long walk. Ooh. Yeah, that was like, yeah, and that was the day. Yeah, actually, yeah. Well, Bush was there, and Bush stole the show. They, yeah, um, uh, they were Gavin Rossdale high fived my dad. That's incredible. Yeah, he came out in the audience, yeah. and the, you can. That's actually... the one true thing that I've said this entire podcast. He actually <laughs> did that. <laughs> That's not true. There's a lot of truth going on here. Okay, but, I was yeah, gonna say no, it was he, true. <laughs> but yeah, no, he, Rossdale came, came running out into the crowd. I was mm. standing actually with Taddy at the time and her right. buddies. Right. We were up on the hill. He, he literally came from behind us and almost stepped on a woman that was laying on, on the floor. Yeah, on, Stefani on the can tell you about hill. him coming from behind, too. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure she can tell you a few stories. <laughs> or, or can she? That might have been. That's the, why they're anyway, not together anymore. We're not going to go there right Sorry, now. Sorry, I blacked out. That was a Buffalo Chip comment. It really was. There's a lot of Gwen fans out there really upset right now. Doubt it. Yeah, they're not listening but it, to this. Yeah, it's really strange <laughs> to say that Bush stole the show when I they were I was mad at them for years. Uh, the new record is heavy as hell. I think the one prior to that might be. I did not like Razorblade Suitcase. Hated it. It was I'm a disappointment. Sorry. No, yeah. Sixteen Stone was my jam. It's classic. Yeah. Sixteen Stone is classic, but they were heavy. He's got three new guys with them playing, maybe four. I, I was saw pleasantly three. surprised with the new stuff. Very heavy. It's a heavy metal band. Um, this time. Uh, of course, he played all as the far as stuff. we know. Yeah, that's how they did it live. We don't know if that's actually what it sounds like because I didn't go to the recording. I, I did hear the the album. The, yeah, some of the stuff on it. It's, it's heavy. Okay, but live, yeah, they. Uh, I don't know. They could have played at Ozfest. They could have been an Ozfest band. Oh yeah, that for day. sure. That day. Oh god, R.I.P. Ozfest. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. I miss Ozfest. Actually, but... fun story. Um, Ozfest. I I went to. Uh, I got into a pit with Will Smith. So. Come I think, on. No, yeah. 
because what was uh, what was is this? A, a Buffalo Chip story? No, 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 no. Jada Pinkett Smith was in uh, was in a oh, band. Yeah, she you're was right. Yeah, for yeah. A band. Wicked Wisdom. That's what it was. Wicked, Wicked Wisdom. Wisdom. I knew yeah. there was a there was a W or two in there yep, somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Second um, stage. So Will Smith was he was he was riding the stage as significant others usually do. But I'll give it to the man. I mean, we know he likes to slap people. He came out yeah. and he was throwing down. So and in and the front row. I I tried to go after him. I'm not gonna lie, but I <laughs> I'm a little guy. I couldn't make it the whole way up there. <laughs> I tried. You you would have been just fine, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. He a little out of his element. <laughs> oh yeah, get, and he would have gotten in one little fight, and his mom would have gotten scared. Oh boy, <laughs> good one. All right, but yeah, Wicked Wisdom. Uh, I really wasn't liking that so much when they came out. Oh, it was a gimmick. It was a total it was, yes, gimmick. She I knew what I she was doing. Wish I had the money to fail at such awesome endeavors. <laughs> Tax write off. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, well, she I, had hair back then. She had big hair back then. Yeah, she was wearing. She was sporting a, a big hair. Yeah, big hair during that show. She was acting like she really liked playing the metal. Well, so here's a little trivia question for you. Let's see if, because I don't know the answer. This is literally me asking you. Would, would that have been before or after Demon Knight? Do you remember that movie? It has Tales to be after. Crypt? It's after because I have the Demon Knight soundtrack, That's, and that was the early '90s. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I have the soundtrack. It's probably sitting right over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great, great soundtrack. Right. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, Keith David, I believe, was in that. He was the the cook. Yeah. Billy Zane. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I. You know what? You were talking about bands earlier and talking about experimentation. Oh, yes. We have 68 was my recommendation. Uh, yes. Well, I want to throw one at you because I've heard the, this band, and then I, I found out recently that it's not just a band. It's one guy. Cattle Decapitation? Yes. It's one dude, from what I understand, that does all that noise. Now, I, I could be... Not telling the truth right now, that means somebody lied to me. Um, I mean, as far as I know, he uses a lot of machines. Is it I, just him? I, 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 I'm not comfortable saying that. I don't know either. I, somebody told me that today. And I was like, really? I thought they were just a death metal band. I wouldn't have known that. I, I did know that he used some machines to record. Pedals, loop. crazy yeah, pedals. But, yeah. no, I mean, a lot of people have like drum machines and stuff, yeah. and they can program amazing things out of them. But I would never right. have guessed that it was one person. I've seen one guy do something very similar. Although his name 68. Is you Dave, listen to, I can't remember his last name. If you but, listen to 68, you wouldn't know that it's two people. It's, okay. It sounds very full. Well, they they do, people, pe- people can play music, David. Yes, they can. Yeah, they can do, they can do things that you and I can't. True. True, and there have been a lot of musicians that become DJs because they can. Everything's right there at the push of a yeah, button. I have not done so many things today. It's it's phenomenal what other people can do and <laughs> accomplish whenever they actually get off their ass. What they can't do. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, um, let's see. I guess we should probably tune out right now because I know I got uh, somebody wants to talk about a concert that they saw. Uh, very Christmas appropriate. Uh, we have a concert review coming up. Um, a guy, a friend of mine, went and saw a dying fetus. He has never been to a metal show uh, in his life. And he went by himself. What an introduction. Yes. And we're going to get that review in I a little bit I think that's the here. equivalent of, like, I've never performed open-heart surgery before, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to yeah. try. Bingo. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, until next time, folks, uh, I'm going to tune out for now, but I might be right back. It just depends if... Uh, Buffalo Chip has come back in the house. I can make sure he does not come anywhere near this place ever again. <laughs> I sincerely doubt that. 
you may hear more from him in the in the future. Uh, Probably right around this time next year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> next time I'm gonna have him record it and not <laughs> come visit. But uh, I appreciate you being here, Pirate Jesus. Anything else in closing you'd like to share with us? Uh, no. I mean, we hit some pretty good recommendations. 68. Yeah. Definitely check out the band 68. Uh, check out Godzilla Minus One. It was yeah. phenomenal. Um, don't read the book that A Christmas Story was written oh, after. Yeah, yes. it's called um, uh, In God We Trust, All Others Must Pay Cash. Just stick with the movie. You don't need the book. Very interesting topic. We yeah. brought this up again. All the great conversations happen off the air. We were talking about the movie Christmas Story and that loop that you see every year. Love the movie. I saw it in the theater when I was a kid. But that is only what? The first chapter of the book? It's something? like 15 pages that happens near the first you know, quarter of the book. But it's it loses its punch whenever you read you know, 20 more chapters and you know, stuff you don't care about. Like, no, I, I want to see him shoot his eye out. Right. And the writer, what's... Gene Shepard. Gene Shepard. Yeah, right. um, old radio personality, yes. awesome dude. Um, he was kind of in the same vein. What was the, um, the the guy that was the voice in American Graffiti? Do you remember? Oh, uh, I was going to say um, Wolfman Jack. Yeah, Wolfman Jack. Yeah, yeah he was very much like Wolfman Jack. I grew up with Wolfman Jack because, and I say grew up with him on the air. Um, oh, when yeah, I was just a kid. like I grew up with Casey Kasem. Yeah, right. Yeah, I had him too. But <laughs> we, yeah, New York Radio, you, you had the Wolfman Jack show. It just happened. Uh, so him, you know, unique voice, unique yeah. guy. Quick trivia here. Uh, he crossed over and showed up in Battlestar Galactica 1980. Wolfman Jack did? Yes, he did. Why do I not remember that? That show jumped the shark so many times. Galactica 1980, not Battlestar itself, but okay. when they tried to continue it, and it yep. just really should have just ended. Uh, so there's a reason why I blacked that oh, out. Oh, boy. It's so repressed. rough. It's so rough. Rough. <laughs> but Wolfman Jack, Battlestar Galactica. And oh. the final recommendation, because I was rattling those off, don't forget Tom yeah, King also. If you're Tom looking at a uh, new writer for comic books, he's not a new writer by any means, but he's got a good backlog, so you're not going to go bored anytime soon. Trust him on that one. And Kyle Starks, in my case, uh, Peacemaker and Where Monsters Lie are my two picks right there. But there's others. He's been around. And really digging this weird reboot going on with uh, Image Comics and Duke versus Cobra Commander is going to be a, yeah, uh, an um, issue. Void Rivals. I've been Void real Rivals interested in Robert Kirkman all. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It started this weird thing. And it, it again, Void Rivals, Robert Kirkman, Walking Dead, they're in with Hasbro, so they got the rights to use Transformers, G.I. Joe. Yeah, the, the comparison that I kind of made earlier with it, um, you know, this is such like a horror-oriented podcast. Yeah, so, so much usually. Time. We stray. Yeah. We stray. But if uh, if we're looking at Void Rivals as like the, the crux of everything, you have like these tangents tangential sequels that have gone out there it's like the john russo sequels it's going off in a weird direction but i'm here for it yeah i don't think is that salacious b crumb but painted this is giblet (laughs) giblet (laughs) yep giblet giblet is a kowakian lizard monkey um yeah i got him a couple christmases ago but if you uh, reach over to your left, I want you to close the show off with a tune. You see that flute? My, this thing right that here? belongs to Droopy McCool. Okay, this you is know my who? right, David, first of all. It is your right. You are correct. I, um, I'm usually not. Are you familiar so with Droopy McCool? I am. I am. Um, well, you may not actually have to put your mouth on that. I wasn't going to. Um, I wasn't going to dare. But we can press buttons here. Where's our speaker? A, yeah, man. Is our speaker here? There you go. Oh, my God. Oh, uh-huh. you know, 
See, you're pretty good. But yeah, but before there was the pre-recorded one, I was somehow playing taps. Did you notice that? I don't know yeah. how I was playing. You could play along to that, but it'll cancel what you're currently playing. That was playing. a total accident that I was playing yes. taps, and now I'm concerned. Well, go ahead. You can go. You can freelance right now. No, it's I, open. It's open I, mic, open flute. I don't think I can recreate <laughs> having played an actual melody. What do you call that? A droopy clarinet? A I, droopy McLaren? Listen, I, I've held other phallic things in my hand that were droopy, and this is just not going to cut it today. That's pretty solid. Yeah, that's a different. Yeah. That's a different conversation. We are in the wrong way. All right, so Star Wars and sex just don't mix. Uh, oh, never mind. Yeah. All right, so we're <laughs> gonna say goodnight now. <laughs> Not for Star Wars or sex. <laughs> Pirate Jesus is welcome back. Buffalo Chip can stay outside. Yeah. All you're, right, you're making it difficult. Very difficult. And with that, I want you to have a happy holidays, folks. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. 
We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.